Welcome everybody to Slip Angle Show. I'm Austin Cabot. I'm Abe Schmucker. I'm Derek Yarbrough. What up, guys? We are missing Adam Jabay tonight. Yeah, seems like he's a little busy. Yeah, I think he's uh, he's just worn out, man. It's getting hot up there in the Midwest. Well, he he burned up his ECU, so he's frustrated with cars at the moment. I think. Ah, that'll happen. I'm uh, <laughs> at the moment. I'm like living life pretty clean. Um, I'm waiting on the insurance check for the Jeep, and I have the the Mugen Civic, and I don't have any car payments, and uh, life's going to be pretty easy for the next like year or so until Ashley decides she wants another car. Nah, she doesn't need another car, man. That cross track should last a while. It just has to keep going back to Subaru. Yeah, well, uh, between a new engine <laughs> and uh, so I think it's had two or three engine out services since we've owned it. Um, at the moment, it's running fine. Man, I mean, that's just like having another race car. Ugh, gross. <laughs> yeah, I, the motor in that thing's been out more than the motor in your Evo had been out. That's true. Um, I'm, I'm not at all making fun of the buyer of the Evo, but he's a younger guy, and he, he's kind of lacking on the mechanical experience. And he texts me regularly asking questions. It's like, oh, my God, I feel bad for you because this is this is going to be a bad time. I can tell. So what, he like, like, what's this third pedal for? Well, uh, he sent me a picture of the engine compartment, and he wanted to double check where the oil went. Oh, God. And I was like, I mean, like, I, I appreciate oh, that he wants to learn. But, man, like, if you don't have a set of tools or a buddy who really, really knows what's going on, this is going to be a tough time. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, like one of my buddies from high school. Um, he was out here recently, and I taught him how to ride a motorcycle. So he went and did the MSF course and decided to buy his first motorcycle. And it's from, like, the 1970s. And he doesn't really know how to work on stuff that much himself. Yeah. So I know that I couldn't take apart a carburetor. So that, that's just, like, outside of my wheelhouse. Oh, I oh dude, a, a carburetor is actually, carburetor's actually really easy. Yeah. I mean. I had to take, I took two carburetors apart this weekend. How many uh, how many motorcycles are in the stable, Austin? One, two, three, four, five in the garage, and one's out in the driveway right now. That's that's insanity. Well, one of them one of them's a little like Chinese pit bike that one of my friends gave me, so it's not really like a real motorcycle. I mean, it'll still kill you, so I guess technically it is a real motorcycle. Yeah, right. How many motorcycles do you have, Derek? Do you have any left? No, zero motorcycles. I do want a Grom though. Dude, I would totally get a Grom. It's on the list. There's a big list of, of like, shit. I'm, there's, like, a big list of dumb shit I'm going to buy after <laughs> after my car is completely prepped. Like Once, once you get rules. hood rich, you're buying a bunch of stuff. Well, it's just like, ah, it's like every month it's, like, something else I need to get this stupid Miata to the rules. So it, by the time it's to the rules, then we can start buying dumb stuff like Groms and I want a Honda Acti truck. You know, uh, the I question is, is there, the is there a tur- uh, a Turo market for an Acti truck? Oh, uh, I'm sure there is. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I could put it on there. Like, that would probably qualify in, like, the classic specialty vehicle thing. Dude, imagine all, like, the hipster weddings in Austin. Like, people are going to want to get married and, like, drive away in that thing. I think I would probably love my Acti too much to rent it out, though. You think so? Yeah. I mean, if one of those was an option on Turo, I would probably choose it almost every single time. Pretty sweet, for sure. 
I really yeah. like how we're making investment decisions for you, Derek. No, it's okay. You should you should absolutely put an Acti on Turo. So, I mean, the good part about Turo is that, for the most part, all of the cars that you're getting are going to remain mostly stock. The problem with having a bunch of vehicles, like when I had my FRS and the two Miatas and the S2000 all at the same time, I kind of ran into the, the Devin Giles conundrum uh, to where, at a certain point, Devin had a lot of cars and none of them were done and everything needed something. That's kind of where I was. And now, right now, that's the way I am with motorcycles. Like, every bike needs, like... You know, a couple hundred dollars at least to go into it. Yeah, that's you can't, terrible. You can't have a bunch of old stuff unless you have a guy to take care of all your old stuff for you. Well, I mean, like most of these, like most of the bikes are actually relatively new, but like, like the Speed Triple, the battery, the lithium battery that was in it that was like five years old died, and that's the bike that I'm supposed to ride to Denver next month. So now I'm kind of like, uh, do I trust this thing? I think the battery will fix it, but then. In the back of my head, I'm always like, oh, is it the charging system? Like, am I going to end up stranded somewhere in the middle of, like, Utah? So uh, the Civic, when I bought it, had, like, the uh, that, I think, kind of cool password JDM big carbon fiber intake thing. Um, and it sounded amazing. But to run it, you had to run a small battery. And mm. I was, like, completely over, um, like, being willing to accept being stranded because a small battery failed. And I was just like, I, I just got to put the stock stuff back on because I need this to be a daily driver and I need it to be reliable and I don't want to mess with race car shit ever. So I spent, um, I don't know, a couple hours on Sunday, like trying to put all the stock intake back uh, stuff back on to, to clean it up as much as possible. And uh, it idles better because uh, the car wasn't tuned to run the intake. And so it idles better. It doesn't sound as good, obviously, but uh, at least I know I'll be able to drive around and not have to worry about getting jump everywhere. Yeah, you can probably sell that intake for the cost of like winter wheels and tires. Yeah, I was uh, I was amazed to see um, like even on eBay how much Mugen uh, Civic wheels go for. Um, new, each one of those wheels is like eight hundred bucks. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like. It's it's not a surprise, I guess, that the premium on the car when it was new was $8,000 because it had just a bunch of, like, stupidly expensive Mugen parts on it from the factory. Huh. Yeah, I, I love that color. I mean, if I was going to get an ATN, it would look exactly like that one. It's perfect. Yeah, it's, it's very cool. I mean, it's... What's that color called? Fiji Blue Pearl. Okay. Because it looks uh, real close to, like, the blue that was on, like, Andrew Mishra's S2000 that Fiona has now. I think you're right. It's very similar. Yeah, it's not. that's not what color it is, like, the name, but it's very close. So I spent, um, I don't know, Sunday, like, doing uh, an exterior detail, uh, kind of light, but I didn't get any power tools or anything out. But I, you know, I, I polished, and then I waxed everything, and... The exterior is probably like a seven and a half or an eight out of ten. I mean, it's not like it, it has one hundred and fifteen thousand miles on it, but on the panels that are clean, they're very clean. Hmm. You know, you were talking about the miles. I was listening to the show that you and Adam did last week. Um, one of the S two thousand owners, uh, Andy Sapita, actually had one of those. It was a red one, uh, and I think he had over three hundred thousand miles on it. He lives in Milwaukee and had a long commute. Or That's sorry. I think he worked in Milwaukee, but lived like somewhere on the state line. 
yeah, I have. Um, I guess I have no expectation for how long it's going to last. Um, but I, I can appreciate that every component on it's basically serviceable because the aftermarket's pretty strong. Um, and so, yeah. I mean, as long technically, as the shell doesn't rust to pieces. I'm, I'm probably going to yeah, I mean, keep it. Technically, it's a, a standard Civic Si with some Mugen like accents on it. Right. So there's nothing like super super special about the drivetrain to where you really have to worry about a whole lot. Right. Yeah, I don't think it's too much special stuff on those. Yeah, I mean, it's like basic stuff. It's um, wheels and then like those those window, um, uh, I don't even know what they're called, like window treatment things on it so that like they're rain guard type things. Um, and then there's like a placard on the inside that says Mugen and that that at one point was worth $8,000. Oh, and then the, Man, body, the, body, the body kit stuff, sorry. Yeah, and the wing, yeah, wing. I think it has side skirts, right? Yep. Yeah, and then like front lip or front bumper. I can't remember if it's yep. just it's a, a lip. Front lip. Okay. So, so that was an eight thousand dollar package on that car. Yeah. And then the seats. Don't the seats say Mugen on them no, too? No, they don't. They don't. They do not. The huh. interior, except for a little plaque that says Mugen, uh, it. The interior is a Civic Si. Huh. So what are you going to do with your brand new interior that you have? Are you going to install that and then take the stock interior or the original interior out? Most likely. Um, the the rear seat has I, what looks to be like a cigarette burn or something in it. And, um, I mean, it's just been lived in for a while. And the seats that I have in the basement are basically brand new. So I'm just going to – I think I'm just going to throw those in and then just kind of like – appreciate the car as basically being new to me for quite a while you know what you could do you could have your summer seats and your winter seats that's a good idea i mean it's what like maybe 12 bolt, bolts total probably yeah so and if you i mean i i know you're you know you're pressed for space there at your house yeah it's but, um we're cramped yeah i can tell <laughs> house is so stupid do, uh, Houses do, are stupid, man. Do do any gears grind in the Civic yet? No. Um, <laughs> Lucky. If, if, if you rev out in first, um, you kind of have to be deliberate with putting it into second. Um, but but beyond that, it like it feels fine. Yeah, um, for, first to second doesn't matter, though. And uh, sixth, because this is like the first six-speed manual that I've really ever driven. Um Getting into sixth feels weird. It's like an unnatural movement for me, and I'm like afraid of accidentally hitting reverse. You ever drove anything dogleg? I never have. I don't no, want me, to. I haven't. I don't think. I think I drove. I drove an old truck that had a dogleg first gear. Let's all split an Aston Martin and share it. Like I'll take the first week, and you take the second week you of the just month. Buy one and put it on Turo. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't do that. That thing would. That break. wouldn't be that bad. Well, I uh, like old Aston Martins are kind of cheap, dude. And like you could, I mean, what is it for thirty five grand? You could really buy an old Bentley and put that on Turo. Yeah, I'm not like I don't want anything I have to work on that's a Turo car. So that so if if it like if it's out of warranty or old, then it's no go. I guess didn't I don't you really... just have your first Turo car have its first issue? Yeah, good thing I got that Civic certified pre-owned. Um, it's like a 2016 Civic, and at 36,100 miles, the AC stopped working, 
and that like sucks. You, oh god like, you, you know that the you know the buy, the bumper to bumper warranty ends at 36,000 normally but because it was certified pre-owned you get a year from when you buy it i see it's only a year for honda it's not like 100,000 miles no you get extra on the drivetrain but i think that the the there i can't remember exactly what it is but i know it's it's more it's more than the 36 uh, but it's not up to 100 okay I'd was it just it the up. compressor that went out um yeah it started leaking and then contaminated the whole system is what they told me i don't really know how ACs work um but so they replaced uh the ac and the condenser and then recharged everything the like the you know of course like it's warranty work so you know the bill was high anyway but it was 1500 bucks jeez yeah i was happy to have that warranty on that thing Back when yeah, I had my sure. uh, WRX, I almost never ran the AC, and I drove it at the dunes a lot, and uh, it went through AC compressors. I had it for like two years, and I think it went through three AC compressors, and I just like, um, you know, bought one on the forums like every couple of months for a hundred bucks, and then uh, my local mechanic would um, suck the uh, the um, Freon out and put the new uh, compressor on for like another hundred bucks. So it was $200 every time I needed a new air compressor it was much better. That's than not that bad. New. Yeah. I'd, I've never had an air conditioned brake before. That was the first time. Like, Mine broke on my, my seven three that I had all my, uh, all my old, like 96 Integra's that I've had and old civics and stuff. All AC always worked. Never had a problem. Hmm. When your AC broke on your seven three was with the little washer and the compressor needed to be taken out. No, just the compressor went bad. Went bad. So I, I just put a whole, yeah, I just put a whole new compressor in it. I mean, it had, I think when it went out, it had like two hundred eighty thousand miles on it. Yeah. So, the like on my first seven three, it happened, and then it happened on this gray one too when I first got it. Um, there's, they they wear out and then they won't engage anymore. And if you take the nut off the front of the compressor, like the pulley off, there's a washer and there's washers oh, for in there. For the compressor clutch? Exactly, yeah. And so yeah. you pull that washer out, and then it makes everything closer, and it starts working again. And once, ah. you know, after that, once you take that uh, that washer out, then, like, once it wears out completely, you're, you know, you have to buy a new compressor. But they usually all do that, like, about 200,000 miles, and then you pull that yeah. washer out, and then they start working again. And speaking of 7.3s, if anybody wants to buy one, mine's for sale. I was going to ask you if you had any interest. Um. Yeah, I've had some. I had... Um, well, one guy like texted me and was like, Hey, like I want to come get it this weekend. And then just like ghosted me. It's just gone. So I don't know. How I hate that. Him. Yeah. And then another guy offered me 14 and I, you know, I said no to that. So I'm trying to get 15 for it. So if anybody wants a seven, three, this one's the one to buy. I just fixed all the common oil leaks and maintenance problems. It's got a built trans and everything like that. So. Good truck. Yeah, especially especially for the Midwest people because up there yeah. it's it's hard to find one in that condition. Yeah, no rust, you know, no rust built trans. So if you're looking for one, I can't one. believe you turned down an offer for a thousand bucks. Well, so here's the thing, Abe is like, I wasn't really planning on selling it until after October, okay. um, after after this race season. But I just kind of got the itch, and so I I told myself I'll list it um, for fifteen which is high, a little high. And if anyone wants to give me that, then I'll get, I'll sell them. And if not, then like by the time October comes, I'll just lower the price and then sell it quick. Yeah. Well, what you can do is like use that Turo money to buy the vehicle you actually want. What do you mean? I thought you said you wanted to buy a dually. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. So if the truck sells, which like I like, I know what I owe on the truck, and I know I want what I want to put down on the next one. So if I get fifteen for it, then that'll give me what I need to put down on the next one. And if I don't get fifteen for it, I'll have paid a couple extra notes on it, and I can sell it for a little less and still have the same down for the next one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Yeah, but yeah, so like I want to upgrade to like a fifteen sixteen Dodge Dually, so I can get a really big trailer with living quarters. So that you can come to all the GLTCs. Well, I'm already coming to all the GLTCs, but then I don't have to rent a camper. Uh, you rented one for Midwest Festival, didn't you? Yeah, I did. How much was that? Uh, we paid seven fifty. Mm. You do that, yeah. Like, but when you split it, you split it with a bunch of people. It's not that bad. Well, oh, he yeah. didn't split it. He, I, he had that trailer rocking. I split it with oh, my dang. wife. Dang. So we split it two ways. <laughs> oh jeez. I wasn't the only thing you were splitting. No sir. Uh, no. <laughs> hey yo. Sorry. Bad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Uh, uh, but yeah, like, I got I got that RV and uh, we couldn't plug in the power. And Adam like was like, "Hey man, I got you. I'll bring you a generator." And he brought me the loudest, the generator loudest ever. one. Yeah. Oh yeah, the <laughs> loudest one. And then he was like, "Well, you don't really need to run it during the day." I'm like, "The whole reason I spent all this money for this RV is so I could have a nice climate controlled area, you know." But at least the weather was like decent. I didn't think it was unbearably hot at any point. Uh, uh, yeah. If. Uh, I hope we get lucky enough at Autobahn to not have it be like last year. Yeah, speaking of which, Autobahn's coming up this weekend, right? Yeah, so I'm in I'm in Iowa for work. Um I'm going to fly in back home. Did you just on... say Did you just say you're in inland Iowa? I'm in Iowa. I'm in oh, I think you said I'm in I think you said I'm in inland Iowa no. and just like Iowa question marks spring up everywhere. Yes. Um, yeah. No, I'm I'm in Iowa in Des Moines for work. And uh, I fly back in on Friday, and I'm going to go pick up my RV. And Ashley and I are going to change out a bunch of light bulbs and like do some last-minute uh, touch-up stuff that we didn't do last week. Are you putting LEDs in? We are, yep. Good. Um, and Ashley bought a new uh, mattress for the master, uh, so that should be here. And okay. uh, she got like bedding and stuff, and we're, we're going to start to dress it up. She's reupholstering some stuff like right now. Where are you putting uh, it? Did you see my Facebook comment? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, so <laughs> there, there's a storage lot um, or a place that you can store it like two minutes from my work. So um, it's $100 a month, so I'm, I'm parking that's it there. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad at all. So like a worst-case scenario is I drive it to work um, you know, Monday morning after we get back from an event. And I just walk to work and then catch a ride back home from somebody. Yeah, or take a lift or whatever. Yep. Yeah, I you know, if you on... bought a Grom, if you bought a Grom, it might take care of that for you. Yeah, you're right. Just saying. Just saying. So Matt Williams is going to uh, sell me a tow dolly, uh, which I think will be perfect, um, so that I can just like shuttle the Civic around um, and then just unload it and leave. Yeah, that'll be nice because front wheel drive car, so easy. Yeah, it it literally could not be easier. And so, yeah. uh, my dad's talking about building a pole barn big enough to park some RVs inside, and he lives two and a half hours north. And so, uh, to get the RV there, what I plan to do is just uh, you know tow dolly the Civic up there and then disconnect and drive the Civic back. 
Dude, that would suck. That's the I, way to do I, it, man. I wouldn't. I'd pay a hundred dollars a month before I'd have my RV two hours away. That's crazy. Well, I mean, why we're pay? Not, we're not using it in the winter, and yeah, oh, that's true. It would be indoor storage. Yeah. I forget there's winners. Yeah, winners. So, yeah, I mean, that? I'd see if that place, <laughs> that local lot, to work or like let you just do like month to month. They yeah, it's it is month to month. Yeah, yeah. So like when you're going to be using the RV a lot cool like store it there and when not like take it up to your dad's yeah, house so I think that's like a great s- idea six months out of the year so six hundred dollars a year to have it close and then yeah keep it much. far yeah, away not bad at all time. Yeah, that's not bad yeah i mean um and it's like i guess a reason to go up and see the family a little bit because i don't do that often enough and uh you know the convenience of just being able to like not need ashley because ashley usually works on the weekends so the comedians have not like uh oh them's fighting words, dude. Not needing your wife. Well, like not needing her to I shuttle know. me. Around, I know. Because you know? <laughs> um, logistically, it's hard to do that. Last week, um, you know, I I had to figure out how to get up to Milwaukee to buy the Civic, and that was on Tuesday. And then on Thursday, she and I had to travel to uh, Adam's uncle's place, which is uh, south of Chicago but in Illinois, and that took. I mean, we didn't leave Indiana until like seven o'clock. We didn't get back until two a.m. Oh, geez. So like it's it's uh, cumbersome to manage schedules like that because I mean, both of us are pretty busy. Yeah. Man. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm headed up to Laguna Seca this weekend. That's awesome. So I'll be up there. Where we're doing a three day event with Speed Ventures. Cool. So that's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then we have uh, Tesla Corsa. So all Teslas. We'll be there having their own sessions on Friday and Saturday. And then on Sunday, we do that refuel event that I've talked about before, the all-electric vehicle um, time trial event. Oh, that's rad. So both motorcycles and cars. Yeah. So it's a pretty, pretty neat event. So something I wanted to ask you about, someone was talking to me about time attack and you know some of those drivers that do time attack, but really... You know, they're, they're not necessarily looking to be in the hunt to be competitive. You know, they're, they're kind of just wanting a mechanism to do timing. And I told them about Speed Ventures and how you guys in California run timing literally all the time and no one thinks about it. Um, uh-huh. Insurance-wise, is it different to host an event that keeps timing like that versus just a regular HPDE? You know, I don't really know because we've been doing it for so long that I don't really know if we even have looked into insurance without a timing component. Got it. So it's just like, you know, no one drives like idiots because it's just, it's just a, that's how it's always done. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, don't a lot of like cars have their own little, they keep track and stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's the way Speed Ventures runs all of the challenges too. So like Beamer Challenge, HFF Challenge, all of that sort of stuff. Um, S2K challenge, 8.6 cup, you know, Corvette challenge, just any of the challenges that we do. Um, you can pretty much drive in any run group that you're in, including like the novice and intermediate and have a transponder. And then at the end of the day, we just export all the times and, you know, essentially build like qualifying um, from fastest laps of the day. That's, that, so, I mean, that seems pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a pretty good format. So, you know, it's people are usually there, A, to drive on track, and then B, to compete. So it's kind of, well, I mean, there are some people that come out, like, mainly to compete. But, you know, someone's checking in, and they're driving a Corvette, and they're not signed in for, for or signed up for Corvette Challenge. And there's an event that day, you go, oh, have you heard about our Corvette Challenge? And then you talk to them about it, and then they end up, like, you know, entering if they want. 
So because yeah. it doesn't, you know, we usually don't charge anything extra for that stuff. Have you ever been to? Um, I don't know what it's called now. That that track in Utah that everyone talks about. Uh, to uh, Utah Motorsports Campus. Yeah, it used to be Miller. Right, Miller, it used to be Miller. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you guys do events there? Uh, no, we don't do events there. But I did go to one of Tom O'Gorman's races there when I was on my motorcycle trip like two years ago. Sick. So pretty nice facility out in the middle of like an open like flat area, and it gets really windy out there. Hmm. Really freaking windy. So like I remember I was camping. And one night I woke up because the top of my tent literally touched my nose. So That's because wild. it was just getting blown over because it was getting blown over that far. So speaking of, uh, I guess, Tom O'Gorman and by association IMSA um, on was it Wednesday? Uh, I hung out with Gary at Wayne Taylor. Racing oh, in yeah, Brownsburg. that's right. And around I got, all the Lambos, right? Yeah, it was cool. Um, yeah, it, he told me a little bit about how that business works and how like uh, that's that's a a method to make racing a little bit sustainable for a team like Wayne Taylor, where if you're maintaining and, and handling logistics for six cars, um, you can actually have a steady revenue stream for that as long as the, the drivers you know stay satisfied. And so um, we talked a little bit about uh, pricing for for what a Trofeo costs as it depreciates. And new, I think they're like, you know, three fifty or four hundred. So it's a lot. Um, you know, one year used is maybe two fifty, and two to three year used is like one hundred twenty five k. Holy crap! Is still an extraordinarily high number that most people can't afford. Yeah, but, but that's like sixty six percent depreciation. True, and I bet that there's, I bet there's a dozen time attack drivers with Grid Life whose programs are more expensive than that. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, obviously that money's invested over like multiple years. True. And not just like writing a check right off the bat, but still, like that's that's a lot of car. Yeah, it really I mean, is. that's that's less, you know, at 125k, that's less than what a brand new like Porsche GT4 like cup car or GT4 Cayman, sorry, was uh was running for. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh the, the more I get into cars, the more I like see the avenues to spend your money and like as a general rule i think my advice to people now is buy the nicest fastest car that you can afford and like keep modification to basically like full bolt-ons because anything beyond that unless you are a hardcore mechanic it's just it's too much work yeah well, I mean, the other thing is, too, expensive cars like that, they take, you know, just the running cost alone are so much higher. Yeah. Like, brakes for that thing can't be cheap. No, I uh, bet not. Motors, you know, think about the motors. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they, they, probably, they probably last a while because I don't think they're too fucked with. Their team, you know, no, no, they're, uh, they're factory units yeah, from... Factory street motors. Uh, yeah, still, they're, if they're you like, lose one, you know, yeah, big money. That's oh, true. Yeah. But yeah, I wonder what one of those motors goes for. Like, is it cheaper just to go ahead and buy a whole nother car? No, there's no way. But they're probably expensive. Yeah, probably. That's but, how they. I think Gary was talking about like thousands of hours of life out of it. So it's like, well, I don't know. If you're doing time attack, that's like, yeah, that's that's but, a lot of laps. Well, yeah, in case unless something catastrophic happens, you know what well, I'm saying? Yeah, but like 
your your basis for comparison if you think about the unlimited time attract drivers the the number of like laps and therefore minutes that they get on a motor i bet you some drivers get less than 60 minutes of life out of a motor yeah i mean it's kind of apples and apples and oranges different i mean that's the thing like these manufacturers though when they're starting to put together these programs you know to start selling these cars i'm sure that's one thing that they try and target is low running costs yeah you know and like long you know motors that last a long time seems like the easy one to me you got like all the factory designed aero and like it's just just easy. Yeah. Yeah, I think like if I had money I'd want to run that those Porsche Cup cars. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I agree. So that's, I think those things they they just last they last a long time. So uh, I'm really interested to watch uh, IMSA this weekend and also do grid life at Autobahn because uh Tom and Shelby are back in the car at Watkins Glen, so that should be really cool. They're doing really well, and uh, they're fun to watch, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for Autobahn. I'm flying up Friday. I've never been there, so. It's a cool place. That's are you cool driving track. anything, or are you hanging out? Um, I'm instructing, so I'll, I'll be uh, in a rental, just kind of like take the student out, but I'm not going to drive in anything too hard, unless uh, Dan's there. I'll do some laps in Dan if it's there. Cool. Nice. Whatever someone so. throws me the keys to, I'll drive. Yeah, oh. what's what's the format this year, Abe? Yeah. Are they are you guys still running all three configurations? No, logistically it's really really hard because you don't get you don't get really any time on North Course. So what we're mm-hmm. going to do uh Saturday is we're going to do south and full and then on Sunday we're going to do south again. Okay. So, uh you know, Saturday afternoon is like practice on South. I mean, times will count, but it's just, it's more opportunities to get uh, good laps on the track that I think most people care about. Right. But I mean, still running full course into dusk, um, you know, yeah, it's one of the coolest, coolest things. Although, you know, that whole GLTC under the lights thing might actually end up topping that. I agree. It could yeah, be I'm excited cool. for that. Man, I was like, I was kind of pumped because after Road America, and I was like, oh, that's going to be my last long tow for the year is Road America. And then Adam adds another GLTC race. And I'm like, fuck, now I got to go back up to Michigan the next month. Jeez. So, uh, guys, Adam just pinged us. I think it's time for us to switch gears and, and talk a little bit about our other show. Austin, can you yeah. talk about it? Yeah, so uh, for the longest time, ever since I bought an RV, Adam and I thought it would be awesome to uh, start another show uh, about RVs, and came up with the name a long time ago uh, called C-Class Citizens, kind of like like Class C RVs, uh, and just kind of shows what dirtbags we are, too. Uh, and now that Abe has an RV, we decided it was a good opportunity to go ahead and get that rolling, so... We're going to go ahead and do that so you guys can find us. I think Abe just created an anchor for it. Correct. So it'll be it's, uh, C-Class Citizens. It's it's anchor.com uh, forward slash C-Class Citizens. Yep. C, the letter, and then class, and then citizens. And uh, I, I think it's going to be really cool. Now that Adam currently has two Class A's, I, I effectively, that I guess that's a Class C. Yeah. <laughs> well, it'll be nice. Like, you just got yours. Adam has his new Class A, and then I'm planning on doing a whole like interior like update and remodel this fall. So there's a lot, a lot going on for sure with RVs in our lives. 
Well, cool, man. Uh, let's uh, let's wrap this one up. This will be posted on Wednesday on Moto IQ. And uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you guys again next week. All right. Cool. Until next time. Later, guys. All See right. Ya. Thanks, guys. See ya. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the pits at a grid live to say hello. Hello.